Hi, I'm Sophie, and I haven't seen a lot of films. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. It's finally time to talk about the greatest love story ever. You said this about Deadpool, that it was a love story before we went in. Did I? Yeah. Uh, right. On Valentine's Day. Well, I think Deadpool himself said that in, within the film. And it wasn't. So this isn't, and you know my feelings already on this. And well, then, <laughs> to make it even worse, you've decided to get somebody to pick on me as well with it and join somebody on your side, I'm guessing, because they picked the film. So That's you, right. You've got. I mean, this was this film... Yeah, that's right. I've picked I've, I've picked somebody out to back me up. In a sense, but it, without having a guest on, which we are going to have a guest on. You're making episode, me feel like I'm that, such a hard, coldless cow when we have a guest on, and then I'm yeah. like, like for example, Rita Sue and Bob too. I was like, I don't really get it, and then it's like the other person's like, but um, but, and then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel awful. <laughs> but we, we this was on the cards to cover in a few at some point anyway, so. May as well have somebody else who can talk talk about it with us as well to get. If you're saying it's a romance and it's not. I'm not going to be interested. And didn't I? Say I, some... I I say that in a in a um, ironically not actually true. I think sense. I'm going to hate yeah. it. So a bit of context also before. We, obviously, we're watching the room. If you gathered from the title, the the Tommy Wiseau <laughs> phenomenon. I've seen something of this already. Yes, the. Um, Disaster Artist, which I've I've read the book. That's rarity for me. <laughs> <laughs> I read, <laughs> and we, we've seen the film. So you've you've seen that before. You you're watching this, which is like that's a film about making of this film, The Room. So you kind of get sort of like the mannerisms of what Tommy Wiseau is from that. Obviously, it's portrayed by another actor, James Franco. And Greg Sestero, who is played by his brother, Dave Franco. So this one is a bit of a, it's one of those so bad it's good kind of films. So in terms of like funny contests, obviously I know what you're like with comedy aspects. This isn't purposely a comedy. It's it's just the, how the acting is and then people are just like laughing at how bad it is. So this is their blank face. <laughs> <laughs> really selling it yeah yeah so looking forward well, to this how long is it and how long am i wasting my time oh it's uh, 102 minutes so just an hour and a half hour and 40. Uh, 42 minutes that's including credits but better be but i will read <laughs> i'll read the back of this enticing you mean movie. really sarcastic <laughs> yeah so written and directed by tommy wiseau don't care the Room is an electrifying American black comedy. Now, this is not the case when he first made the film. It was supposed to be like a really romance slash drama film. I'd have preferred that. About love, passion, betrayal and lies. It's what happens in real life. You could be with your loving woman 
<laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, she's in bed with your best friend or a family member. What? No. <laughs> the room depicts... Oh, Jesus. This isn't. This is how it's printed on the box. This is the, the what I'm guessing Tommy Wiseau's written. Maybe I don't know. But the room depicts of friendships and relationships in one life and raises life's real and most asked question: Can you ever really trust anyone? Are you ready to see reflection of your life? Well, I don't think it's going to be a reflection of my life. If you don't trust anyone, then it's quite a sad world you live in. But just like look, looking in the back of this, there's a lot of um, grammatical errors that like I could be like, oh, why is that capitalised? And Yeah, I wouldn't notice that. But... Are you ready to see the reflection of your life enter the room and leave forever changed? <laughs> yeah, I'll be forever scarred. It looks... You know when you shouldn't... Oh, God. What's the front cover looking at? What's that? That's, that's Tommy Wiseau, actually, how he actually looks. Is he all right? He's... Why is his eyes not open? <laughs> I don't know. Even the, the 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 book and the film, obviously the disaster artist. They kind of like he's such an anomaly. It's like where did he even come from? What what nationality is he? Where it, it's it's, Have I it's seen so him ambiguous. Anything else? Tommy Wiseau? No, of course not. This is his like his if one and only big thing that he's known for. So so that says something, doesn't it? Well, well, he he peaked and well, he didn't peak. He did so much shit. He got paid for it because people thought it was hilarious, and that's it. Then he dropped off the earth. It 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 did so. It was the film was so bad as the the. You remember from the disaster act where it was like a lot of production went into it. It's like why are we doing it this way? And it's like yeah. no, let's. It's a make an American movie and like and it's just he doesn't know. So, I don't know what to say. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Not happy. And then you brought somebody else on to to talk about it. So hopefully they'll have something to add value because I don't think I'm going to... I was like, it's shit. <laughs> Everyone knows it's shit. So don't no, watch it. No, There we go. Shit, that's my review shit. before I start. Shit, in, but in a funny way. In, no, like... but I don't get off humour. So it's not. I'm just going to see the shitness. Oh, I'm not going to laugh. You might, you might do. I highly doubt it. Yeah. Should we have a wager? No. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Sophie's thoughts on the room with a special guest joining I us. Quit SP. I'm not coming back. Hey, Johnny. Oh, hi, Danny. What's wrong with Mark? He's cranky today. <laughs> Girl trouble, I guess. What's new with you? Not much. Still going to the movie tonight? Oh, sure we are. What kind of movie are we going to see? Well, we'll see... Danny, don't play too much. It may not come out right. All right. Let's toss the ball around. Okay. Oh, hi, listener. <laughs> Listeners. And we're back after watching The Room. And we do have two special guests joining us to talk about it. I'd like to welcome Nathan and Ty from the Midnight Screenings podcast. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, this should be, this should be fun uh, if we get to talk about this particular piece of 
the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one way to, to describe it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it was your kind of suggestion of uh, to to talk about. It's like yes, yeah, it's fine. We get to it, this was on the cards to talk about in the future, but I guess it's it's super helpful to have um, other points of view on their experience of watching the film. And Sarah, I've been going. Nope, I don't want to watch this film. So we have watched. Um, what was it? You kind of put me in like a before and after kind of thing, haven't we? So, mm-hmm. what well, I forgot what the d- disaster. The, the disaster artist, which is the based off the book, and that they made a, a film adaptation of the book to describe what, like the goings on with what happened in the room. Now, where, what, what, who, Tommy Wiseau is. <clears throat> yeah. And I think so you led me with that first and my impressions initially weren't great of that film. So I knew already that this was going to be a hundred times worse off for me. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of background on me. I hate comedies. I hate anything that is pretending to be funny. Cringe, cringe humour. as you. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not going to. For me to laugh at a film, it normally is an animal involved. Like, and it's probably done something stupid but not put on and I think that's one of these things so I'm really interested and insightful of other people's points of view on this film and hopefully you can drag me kicking and screaming into giving it a better score than what I'm thinking of at the moment you picked the wrong two people for this then (laughs) you're not going to give a better score (laughs) you never know you might change my point of view I am easily persuaded if you've got a good point so bring them all forward. <laughs> we'll we'll do our best. <laughs> so what's your guys' um like history with this film then? Have you it's like first time viewing it? Have you seen it multiple times? Enjoy it? Um well my first viewing was actually last night. Um I'd seen bits and bobs of uh of the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, Nathan Nathan brought it up to my house last night and yeah, not not great. Yeah, <laughs> that, that should show the difference in our experiences was the way I watched it was on my signed physical copy of the movie. <laughs> because I think I've seen The Room 15 to 20 times now. Really? Yeah, I've seen this in the cinema several times. I've seen this with crowds. Yeah. I've seen this with, uh, yeah, this is a common occurrence for me. What makes you want to go back to this film then? What what ties you back into it? This film to me is just get it out of the way for anyone who is listening to this and somehow doesn't really know what it is. <laughs> the Room is the worst film anyone has ever made. Like this is yeah, bottom of the barrel, like most incompetent filmmaking I've ever seen. But it's so fascinatingly terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I I I haven't seen anyone managed to make every single decision wrong before the only film i can think of and that includes like my crappy student films had more like cohesion and narrative sense Mm. yes this multi-million dollar like feature-length film has so yeah it i I think i'm just interested and yeah fascinated by the room more than anything that makes me feel better that you are saying that. So everyone agrees it's crap. Yes. Oh yeah. But we enjoy it because it's crap. 100%. Yeah. So bad it's good, basically. Yeah. That's the that's the whole gimmick behind it, I suppose. And imagine how much money is made off a crap film. Doesn't that make people like, for example, yourself that does a film, 
and then be a little bit like, well, I've put my heart and soul into this, really tried. And this person, obviously, he did try. I'm not saying he didn't try and try. But at the same time, probably he's made loads of money out of this film. I find it hard to be annoyed by that because I'm well aware how much of that money came from me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, to say you've seen this film 20 times. I don't think I will see this film again. I think it's a one and done for me. I, I, I'm like, yeah. No, Unless I'm really drunk. <laughs> Oh, that helps. The best way to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoy Speaking it. Speaking from experience, that does help. That, that was that was good. that was how I viewed last night. It was um, me, Nathan, and our other friend Jack. We were and Jack hadn't seen it either. And we were standing in my yeah. kitchen, and Jack went, "So, how drunk do we have to be?" I went, "All the beers and at least most of the bottle of Jim Bean drunk <laughs> before we yeah. even sat down." And yeah, they got to my house at about half six. And we started watching at about half ten. So, yeah, we yeah, were I... four hours of alcohol deep. <laughs> it did make it better. I can imagine you doing that, Paul. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's it's It was interesting actually coming back to this, because I, 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 like I say, like most people have seen, like, clips here and there, and I, I'd, I'd maybe seen it, like, once all the way through, and I think it was mm. on, like, fairly low quality, but um, watching this on, like, uh, like a, a Blu-ray disc imported from the States. And it was like, especially like looking at certain things like the, um, the when they're on the rooftop and it's like the obvious like styrofoam walls almost essentially. And <laughs> the, the, the back, the green screen backdrop and it's like, oh, that's really obvious there, like how mm. uh, compared to what I've seen to it before. So there's, there's, there's definitely elements of like, oh, wow, it's like what went into that? And it's like super, more super obvious. Like how that's been put to muddle together essentially, but um, yeah, so that was kind of like one of the the, the good things about seeing it. it's like like what what was he thinking with with some of these these shots when he like clearly had you know access to locations and stuff like the alleyway that you know they're throwing the ball around and it's like why do that why can you not just do it in the actual alleyway but it's like American movie make it this Hollywood and yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no one films outside in in Hollywood. That's not it's not a real movie if you film outside. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be studio setting. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the decisions made in this movie were just unbelievable. And, and yeah, it's most scenes. I think if you cut out all the pointless scenes, you'd maybe have a twenty minute movie. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, like highlight reel of the the, the jokes. Can we cut out the high mark as well? Because that was like, I feel like every time you said that, someone should take a shot basically to get to yeah, the film. Probably drinking game. I feel that, like yeah. that would be. Yeah, hi, somebody. Yeah. Anybody. It, like, yeah. That's all he says. And I'm like, I'd love to see the script of it to see actually how many, hi, whoever is in there. I, I pointed this out to, uh, to Ty last night, but I, I think, barring like a, a small handful, every scene starts with someone walking through a door. Yes. yes. And then ends with someone leaving the thing like through the door. Like oh, pretty much, yeah. And it doesn't really feel anything like coherent within it. Like when they walk out the door, they're not then walking together or somebody else kind of comes in. It's just like a right. Yeah. One person comes out, another person comes in to like like enter enter room, enter scene. And it's just like, so basic and simple, yeah. really, with the way that it's done. But 
the script itself, how boring is that? Like, mm. I'm sure human beings actually have a bit more in-depth conversation like we are doing right now than what they do in the dialogue in this film. But then there's obviously scenes like where the dialogue is like, oh, where is this going? Like, with the, <laughs> I, I definitely have breast cancer. And it's like, OK, that never gets brought up again. And it's like, OK, fair enough. Well, she tells her not to worry about it, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> You're not dying, Mom. Yeah. They're curing people every day. So maybe, it's, maybe she's a com- compulsive, um, what's it, like, just hypochondriac or something. And just like, oh, here we go, Mom. Yeah, maybe that's it. Or oh, oh, not. So Johnny's her financial stability, so clearly, <laughs> no matter what she feels, she has to stay with him. Yeah, don't get me started on that. I mean, like, like what is her job? Like... She just seems to be at home all day, and then she said something to do with like computers. Yeah, but, yeah. The, the computer business is too competitive. That's it. <laughs> Whatever that means. I really understand, and it's like, well, maybe she should. I don't know. I kind of feel for her character at the same time, like as an actress' point of view, her lines and the scenes that she has to do is pretty much more like a porno, isn't it, than it is actually a film. Thank God you pointed that out. I'm sorry, but it is. And it's like someone. No, no, no. We, <laughs> we, we, we came to that like we came to that thing last night. It was just essentially. I was like, this is just porn. This is the like porn has a better script than this. It really does, and it's just cringy as well. Like, yeah. and then you look at it thinking, technically that doesn't look right. Like none of the angles look correct, and I don't know. I don't know if it's to do with Tommy Wise because his hair's black and he just looks like he hasn't slept. Like he's a vampire. And the thought of him coming near me, like, I don't know, it just seemed very repulsing for me to, to watch. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, I have nothing but respect for uh, Juliet Daniel for uh, actually starring in this thing and yeah. seeming to take it somewhat seriously. Like, she is, she is trying. She's acting her heart out. She's doing those uncomfortable That's scenes. Blessing, yes. She had to be like involved in that like multiple times as well, and also with uh, Mark as well. But I guess that was a bit better with Greg. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Lucy was looks more conventionally attractive. Yeah, that that scene also just looks less uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> like Greg Greg Sister doesn't try and impregnate her belly button. Like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And even though the steps don't seem plausible, though, like, yeah, doing it on the stairs, that yeah. doesn't seem very comfortable. No. But it does seem, I think, more romanticised, I will say, with the kind of banister and the shadow that they yeah, kind yeah. of gave it in that. Yeah, yeah. And the music. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing with this, is it's like every scene has like an idea that makes sense in my head. I'm like, I can see what you're going for. And then quite quickly, it just doesn't quite do it right. Yeah. You know, like with the banister thing. Like you're saying, yeah, there's a, a sort of heightened romanticized thing with that, where you're like <laughs> peering through the ban- the bars and whatever. But the like finished product is just Greg Sestero takes his shirt off for like multiple times, and then they look like they're in prison, like but in bar. Yeah, and then there's like this weird transition to the same shot, yeah. but Greg puts <laughs> his shirt back on. I guess. So, yeah. I think as Sophie mentioned there was a, a scene where I think when the first sex scene with Johnny and she's like Lisa has her hair up and then it's down 
that's all that's up again. <laughs> I think there was a similar situation, so it's like clearly not well edited. No, no, it really wasn't. And to be fair, normally for me, seeing something like that when I'm watching a film, I wouldn't normally pick no. up, would I? No. Yeah, yeah. But it was blatantly obvious. Like, she's like, you're shaking her hair down, and then it was up again. I'm like, oh, wow, that was quick. I mean, you know. And then she had it uh, down, back down in, like, two seconds. And I think you are right with this. You just have to laugh at it. But they've got to a point of where I'm like, how did nobody just walk out? Mm. Like, and go, I'm done. I, I can't actually physically be bothered being part of this film anymore. Like, did he pay them really well? <laughs> yeah, I think he paid the actors. It, I know Greg Sestero talks about he got, like, quite a big payday for this. Yeah. But I think this, this film's had, like, there was three separate directors of photography because they kept like storming out and taking their crew with them so there was like multiple incarnations of the the behind the scenes crew mm-hmm. yeah because as you can imagine it must have been an absolute nightmare to film with this man like so, uh, also nathan you pointed out um the casting person doesn't exist yeah there's people in the credits that were either like kind of just made up or were had died before the film was shot. Oh right, yeah. But like the, the rumor, like Tommy owed them a favor or something before they died, so they're just like the casting director of whatever. Um, that is just. So yeah, the the level of incompetency goes it goes into like the credits, like it's it's the whole thing. Plus, in reality, I think most of the casting was done in the studio parking lot by Greg Sestero. So. You kind of get an insight onto, like, when re- looking back, looking back through the, the disaster artist film, and like how badly they were treated in the, the those from from that standpoint of what the film going for is based on the book. So, like, you know, the the poor working conditions, almost like no water, it's really hot, and it's like it's just getting frustrated and. Tommy's like just dragging his heels on like certain situations and and things like that and just like yeah I can imagine from that it's like it's very frustrating how incompetent and not well thought out this whole process was and you know he's turning up to set like four hours later than everybody else and say like, what what why wasting time here and it's like the shoot went on for longer than it was supposed to do and. All this kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's it's mind-boggling, like how interesting it is to look back through that and through to read and, and like the the whole situation. To be a fly on the wall, actually, mm. to be there would be just mind-blowing. Yeah, that might genuinely be my uh when you do that hypothetical of like if you could go back to anywhere in history just to see what happened. My answer would genuinely be to go to the set of the room. Like, no, I like being happy. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I'm okay with not doing that. I don't want to be. I don't want to have to work there. I think <laughs> if you're being there, you you just. I think the whole set just emitted sadness. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why no one ever, barely ever smiled in the entire movie. Perhaps, yeah, That's true. And as well, they were better actors and actresses than Tommy. So, like his scenes, like how many times when we were watching the disaster artist, like he had to redo the line with a water bottle, and like. Yes. Messing with his lines, and then you just like, well, I can't do that. You know, like literally, if I did that, then I'm wasting production time. But you're meant to be like the director and yeah. producer and all yeah. this amazing thing, and you can't even come on and say what four lines. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's 
he's such like a a, a fascinatingly bad actor because he says his lines like he doesn't know what they mean. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, just multiple times. Yeah. Incredible because he wrote them. Like I know he wrote the movie. Like he wrote the dialogue and he tell he, he reads it like he he can't speak English. Like he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Also looks dubbed. It's amazing. Yeah, and the same goes for everybody else. Like what they they how obviously they may be more competent actors. Uh, but they're reading the lines that he's given them, so they're probably like rolling their eyes a little bit when, like, the Greg's like, "What? Well, keep your comments in your pocket," yeah. kind of thing. Like, what does that even mean? You can you can see that might be like the best part of Greg Sestero's performance because he's supposed to be angry, right? Yeah, but he is. Like, you can see it in is. his face, but he's angry at having to say the line, "Keep your comments right. in your yeah. pocket." <laughs> so somehow it worked. It all comes together. <laughs> Greg's better now. He's fine. Greg is like a a legitimately like pretty good actor. <laughs> I think you can you can tell watching this that there are some lines where he was just refusing to do any actual acting. He's giving up. <laughs> yeah, he fully give like the the first time you see him and he's in like the car talking on the phone. Like he looks like he's just reading the script in front of him. Like he's just <laughs> checked out of the film. Mm. And I don't blame him because he was in the room. It would almost be more embarrassing to have given 100% on a film like this than to have, have phoned it in a little bit. That's really true. I think there's a couple of scenes for me as well where I'm a little bit like, for example, Denny as a character, like, we don't really get much of a background of him. No. He seems to be like this creepy 13-year-old that wants to basically watch. Yeah. You know, yeah, getting it on. And, and then he seems to yeah. be involved with, Drugs, and I'm like, what is this background he's story? He's about what, he's, 14 years old, is he? He's somewhere between 12 18, and 18. He looks no younger. He's, he's <laughs> in college because uh, Johnny's paying his college tuition. Oh, he does say pay college tuition, yeah. So I think he's, I think he's in because he, he wants to he wants to join in with them when they're mm-hmm. having adult time, but also. <laughs> Like later in the movie, he's like, "You're like my mom and dad." That's weird. <laughs> that is so weird. It's so strange, and I don't really know what he brings. Like, it's just this random person that's there. But and like the drug scene, like on the top of the yeah. rooftop, and they over dramatized of like, kind of, oh, you could have nearly died, and they're all kind of in a line, not even looking at one another. <laughs> no, it's almost like they're. Different shots. Yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't there at the same time. And you're just like, but who are you looking at? Yeah. No, no, no wide shot, really. Mm. But, no. No. Well, you're like, huh. like, you're still re- re- talking about it. You're just like smiling still know, at yeah. how bad it is. Yeah. yeah. Whereas mine's more of a grimace. <laughs> <laughs> there, really, there are two reactions to this film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still would beat Nathan up for making me watch it. But, you know. Hey, we've not even done this on our show yet. We're not though. doing it. We're, we're not doing it. Oh, we are. Oh, we're not. Our logo used to be a picture of Tommy Wiseau. Oh, like, we're we not. are. <laughs> this is happening. I will veto out of that episode real quick <laughs> and I will refuse to edit it at all. <laughs> not happening. I don't blame you. I'd be like, I'm not watching yeah. it again. Don't make me watch it again. Like, I've seen it once. That's enough. Yeah, exactly. Like Zombievers. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing Zombievers again either. A real insight to, to the difference between our two shows that uh... mm. 
clearly. Yeah, you guys just did Stand By Me, and that's a great movie. Well, so, well one of us thinks so. Sophie's not, not so keen on it, I guess. Was, was you lying? There was some like it was it was a film I've seen. Yes, it was, wasn't it? I'm, I'm hard to please. Yeah. I, did, I was like, I was... I was part way through listening listening to the episode, and I'm like, "This is nice. I like this movie. I love Stand by Me. I've, I always have." You and Paul have got very similar traits here with Nathan. I think you, you two are on the same line, yeah. and I'm like, "No, I'm out of this film." Like, literally, I could have. I think I painted my nails halfway through this yeah. film because it was like, I need to do something to get the time to go by, and we didn't drink, did we? Yeah. I do think I took the enjoyment a little bit out of this film for you. Like, if you'd have watched it with your friends and your mates and had a couple of drinks, I think you'd have been in your element and absolutely laughing with tears coming from your eyes. I, I was still laughing at certain bits as to how lines were delivered and yeah. the mannerisms. And just... But then you look over to me and I'm like, no. I was more you getting in the hug when it's like, oh, hi, somebody wrote on your hat. Or he's laughing. Oh, <laughs> his laugh. It's the way he laughed. It's just creepy. Yeah. And you do a really good impression, which is even worse. And your oh hi mark is quite good, Paul, which is, yeah. No, it's not good. Yeah. We use hi mark. My, my best friend's dad's called Mark, and every time we see him, it's like, oh hi mark. <laughs> First time we did it, he was like, I feel like I'm missing a joke here. I'm like, yeah, it's the room. Just don't, don't watch it. <laughs> like, what's the, the, the Peter, the psychologist as well? He's the, 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 again, mm. you get these other characters as well in the film that are kind of just like they're just there for one scene. It's like, right, okay, what's the value added to that? Like those, yeah. like also those um, his friends of Lisa's, whether they decide, oh, we'll go into the apartment, fool around in the, the, chocolate. the chocolate or whatever. And, oh yeah, yeah. Mike and Michelle, yeah. That's it, Mike and Michelle. Yeah. Mike and Michelle. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the value of them. I don't, I don't understand why they're going into their friend's house to do that. Don't they have their own home or place? Like, why is it they're eating chocolate on my couch? Like, that's literally what I'd be thinking. Like, I'm, I've got good friends, but I don't think I'd want that. Like, oh yeah, just rock yeah. up whenever you want. You've got a key, so I can walk in on that. You're like, no, thank you. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Again, in the script, like. What was he thinking yeah. of writing that? Who in the normal mind would actually do that? Nobody. No. Unless it served some sort of purpose, which doesn't. No. Mm. That's it, yeah. Usually when, yeah, when there's a, an, an odd occurrence in a film like that, where you're like, well, why would you actually, like, yeah, why would you go into someone else's house to do this? Yeah, and, uh, it's so that there's, like, a contrivance to have these characters in this location for the next thing. But this movie just seems to forget to do the next thing. It's a series of, it's a series of like bad setups for for scenes that don't happen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Is... But we won't want it going on for any longer, so we're kind of grateful that they don't happen at the same time. That's it. That's another, I think, selling point for this film is it's not very long, which I think has has done it favors over the years. It's an easy film to to screen because it's. You know, you're not. It's not your whole afternoon. You know? No, it isn't. And I'm, I'm really a sucker for like an hour and a half film. Like, I that's like my attention span. Anything after that, and then I'll need like a movie break in between. Yeah. But still, 
this is this is this film that we're on about that's just can you class it as a film i don't know i don't really know what i watched it's a thing <laughs> Let's it, go with that. It's a thing. It's a film. It's a film by definition of the pictures are definitely yeah. moving. Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, there's, there's some good lighting as well, and what the film has to offer. It's not like completely like really like rainy film reel or a 35 mil, and then also digital well, which HD. Yeah, I don't know what 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 rest, restoration we would we, be watching, but. The the film, like, the one shot on 35 was what, like, went out. That's what people see. Yeah. Uh, whenever you watch the room. Which means that there's an entire HD, like, digital print of the room that exists. Mm. Yeah. That no one has watched. Like... <laughs> I guess, yeah. Thinking about it, yeah. It just didn't need to exist. It's just this bizarre money sink. So he could be the first filmmaker to shoot in two formats at once, <laughs> forgetting you can only watch one format. I know. Imagine, imagine if you um obviously today's standards, if you like to obviously like thirty five mil, did HD digital, and then like four K cameras as well on top of that. Like how expensive that would have been to have to have put together on top of that as well. Because it was the crazy thing about it is he could probably put this out for everybody to watch on a higher quality and there'd be loads of people like you Paul mm-hmm. that'd be like oh it's going to be a better quality I'm going to pay more money to get that so no he's not daft is he really because he, mm. he could get a better quality no but it'd be upscaled it wouldn't have been shot in 4k like no no I know that go restored in, yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay but why would you I'm surprised to be honest that hasn't ha- ha- hasn't been done yet to be fair but it's not, I think it's only a matter of time be honest. Actually, he's not really that daft when you think about it. Yeah, it cost him more money, but if he did that, then he would mm-hmm. he would get more money for it, I guess. But it'd be interesting to know which one was his preference mm. of actually why he chose to do two formats. Because it's just hard to work. Like, lighting on one yeah. camera is completely different from yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They also had to build, like, a, a special rig. They get to design a rig so they can put both cameras on the same, like... (laughs) I get frustrated thinking about the filming of this, like... (laughs) They probably did the first shoot, realised it only took, like, I don't know, a week to shoot it, and went, ah, I need to do something else, I want to cause more pain. Let's shoot it in a better, better definition. So we have to spend more money. Has to be that. Yeah. Complete ego stroke. Oh, there's definitely a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of money, so we're spending a lot of money involved in making the room. Can of Marvel looks at things. We have billions, let's spend it. What did Tommy Wiseau do before this film? Like, what was he known for? Like, how did he have all his money to be able to make this film? I don't know, it's still a bit... That is a fantastic question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the, I don't think the book even answers that really. It's kind of just like it's 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 come from somewhere, but it's, we don't really know where or his his past is. And unless he inherited yeah. it. That's what I find the most uh, fascinating part of the book is the book kind of offers like theories a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of like um. We know Tommy Wiseau sold clothes, but also claimed he was in marketing. 
So like, there's chapters in the book where Greg Sestero is just kind of going, if I if he did this and this, then maybe that makes money somehow. And which, considering they've been friends for two decades, by the time the book came yeah. out, is insane. <laughs> I think he still sells underwear on online. Actually, I think he's got a website. He does. Yeah. Yeah. My copy of the my copy of the movie came with a, a sizing chart for Tommy Wiseau underwear. I think mine does as well, actually. Let me see. Yeah, so that's his marketing side coming out. Yeah, that's what it is. You actually open it and look it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, what I've got, the hell? I've got a, 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 like a, a headshot of oh, in the black, yeah. black and white, and then there's yeah, there's on the back it's got the sizing of the underwear. I can't actually believe this. Like, did he just try and do anything? Somewhere because after that film, you want to buy his boxes, don't you? <laughs> Basically, because you know you don't see him wearing them for half the time. You get to see his butt crack. <laughs> I just can't. I just I, this man. I'm genuinely shocked that the underwear doesn't say "me underwears" on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's such a wasted opportunity. <laughs> I can't believe you're making me talk about this as well now. Mm. <laughs> you're getting me all rattled up, Paul, and not in a good way. What else can I bring to this? Like, the fact that they do the rugby scene in suits. Oh, yeah. And obviously Lisa is meant to be getting married to Johnny. A month or something. But then this never happens within a month, and it's like, she hasn't even got a wedding dress. So I thought when they were playing rugby in the suits, oh, it's like, oh, they're getting married, and she's going to... Yeah. Run away from the altar or something and go, I'm in love with Mark. That would have been a better scene. Would have been. Yeah. That would have been a scene. Yeah. <laughs> like that would have been like a thing that happens in a movie. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's a structure. Yeah. Yeah. No, in, instead that scene is so that we can watch Peter fall over nothing. Yeah. Oops. And yeah, close up of him and is that right? Oh that's it, I'm done. And then yeah, we're done with that scene. Moving on. It's that and the introduction of uh, Tommy Wiseau's fantastic impression of a chicken. Cheep, 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 cheep. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> so I've just genuinely Googled like where Tommy Wiseau got his fortune. It, it doesn't say. He was in an acting class in like up until like nineteen like the late nineteen nineties, and then he made the room with six million dollars yep. from somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something dodgy going on there. First of all, the fact that he did an acting class and he didn't learn nothing from it. And then the fact that he's got so much money <laughs> for doing what? Yeah, Paul. How much money he'll have for making this film? Because there's idiots like you, Paul, that watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, I'm making him richer somehow watching something that he made that's crap. And he's being applauded for making something crap. You get bullied for it. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Like, normally if you've made something crap at school, yeah. you won't get rewarded for no, it. No, I know what you're saying, yeah. Tommy Wiseau has regaled the world over as the person who made the worst film in existence. Maybe it's the whole thing of, like, oh, I made the worst film, and people are going, it's not that bad. And then they watch it, and they're like, oh, this is awful, I've just gave this guy money. Maybe that's how he's making his money. It's like a dare. Like, you can't get through the whole... But then it's like, oh, well, we'll rewatch it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's... I guess, yeah. Because I'm thinking back to like our other mm. films were like just really terrible, like yeah. just terrible production, yeah. like say like oh, low yeah. quality footage yeah. or just the audio is just like really poor. Like I think of, I don't know if you guys have seen like Birdemic. On a comparative level, 
sort of better than what that has to offer because of the sort of like there is a level of production involved in that that's the higher quality but is it as bad because the characters in that i mean that has a sort of structure in like birdemic but it's, it's a bit of a like a which is which is worse in some aspects <laughs> i think um because for for me as a, as a huge fan of of finding films like this i i do love birdemic as well and things like that for yeah. me the reason the room is like head and shoulders above everything else is that usually there's a level of like low effort somewhere like with the film like birdemic or um plan nine from outer space or whatever you can kind of see where it falls apart you can see that like someone didn't care or someone just didn't know what they were doing at all so like things didn't happen and that's how the film sucks. Well, as the room has this massive level of effort from like one man, and yet nothing came together at all. That's the 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 intrigue of it is it's uh-huh. it's the only film I can think of that has this genuinely that level of yeah budget and time and effort put into it, but just it's barely even a film. Like it's barely anything. Yeah, that's the intriguing part of it. Yeah. One of the very few um, of those So Bad It's Good movies that's trying to be a drama. Yeah, normally you have something that's kind of um, sci-fi related or yeah. just a low-budget yeah. horror, and it's, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can roll your eyes at the kind of contrivances that, that I have to offer. But yeah, this is trying to be, like you say, like Tommy was envisioning, oh, it's a big, serious drama, romance affair, love triangle thing going on, but it just, <laughs> it's it's so much more in the worst possible way. Yeah. I was going to call him Tommy then, he's Johnny in the film, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Birthday party. So, like, first of all, it takes, like, a week or something for her to clean her house to get ready yeah. for this party. Like, she keeps sweeping the living room, like, how mucky is it? Like, you don't even have a pet. What What is causing the mess? And that's all she has to do, because obviously she, the computer market is yeah. so busy that she just... And that comes over, and I don't know actually what he brings towards the party, I can't remember, but he's just apparently he's meant to have brought something to help her get set up and then obviously she tries to get away with him again before mm-hmm. people arrive and then obviously a friend walks in doesn't she as well and then after the fact like this party like everyone's in the room they're all enjoying the party in the room haha <laughs> fun I didn't mean to do that <laughs> in the room yeah like she goes Lisa says oh everyone do you want to go outside and it's like okay Nobody ever questioned like why what we're doing outside just so that she can kind of have a scene with Mark again yeah which after the fact, like somebody comes in and tells her off, doesn't it? Is that the psychiatrist guy? Peter, I think it is, yeah. That was a different guy. Completely different guy. Was it? Oh, Jesus. That one's complicated. It's supposed to be Peter, but it's a completely different actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought. Oh. <laughs> um, who is not introduced as a new character. I did not the, even he, know it. He is very important for the last, like, ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's even worse at acting. Amazing. <laughs> it's weird that I didn't even notice he changed. Like, that's how much effort I was putting in watching it. Because, like, this is real rubbish. But obviously, he bailed out and was like, I've had enough once I've fallen on the floor. Oh, no, you've been literally done almost, yeah. Yeah. Also, what's the line with Lisa saying she's pregnant? Just cause. A dramatic twist that lasts all of 20 seconds. And then, obviously, Mark's wondering who's the baby, mm. because, obviously, she's been with both of them. So who's the actual dad? And then she lied about it anyways, and it was like, where was this going? What line? Yet again, this needs to be. It seems like her, her plan is to just kind of pretend she's pregnant until she eventually becomes pregnant. 
I'm sure Johnny would be that stupid and naive <laughs> yeah. that he wouldn't realise it takes nine months for a baby to arrive. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that like she thinks she's an elephant and it takes longer. I don't no, know. It's, it's twins. It's gonna be. It's gonna take longer. Like eighteen months. Yeah, it's twins. Yeah, it's gonna take eighteen months instead. You know. <laughs> also, like the fact that she twice told two different people that Johnny got drunk and hit her, and both of the reactions are complete and utter not giving a shit. Yeah, nonchalant about that. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. Almost like the, the breast cancer. Sorry, if my wife hit me and I told my mum, she'd kick my wife in. Like, she wouldn't say, don't worry, Ashley's your financial stability. <laughs> what? She's abusive. No. No, 100%. It's like, also, there's just no compassion. Yeah, nothing. Kind of asking, like, are you okay? Why Why did he do it? What, what was he drunk? Or, like, what was his state of mind like? You know... If it was something out of the blue and you didn't expect somebody to do it, then that's fair enough. Like, obviously, Lisa's mum really likes Johnny. So you'd be like, you could have had a line of, that's so out of character from him. You know, he doesn't normally drink. (laughs) Already I'm writing a better script. And also, can we talk about the drink? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. It's undetermined drink that she brings through in a glass and puts vodka in it. And it looks like whiskey. And like, vodka and whiskey together would be awful. It'd be the worst thing ever. Yeah. No, agreed. Why does it exist? And it's apple juice or something, isn't it? What's <laughs> going apple juice? <laughs> Do you have enough money to, you know, buy actual stuff that looks... Okay, apple juice would be awful. Oh. Yeah. But also that scene as well, just going back to mm. that, where she's like making him drink and he doesn't drink. He's spilling it down himself and everything there. Yeah, and how quickly does it go to the head? Like, how much time's passed? Like, he yeah. like, kind of puts by the first drinking it and then he's like wasted. And he's like, as you said, obviously. They didn't yeah. get the promotion, and that's why he ends up in yeah. that state, isn't it? They don't even know what they're talking about, or say yeah. for billions or something. They probably didn't. He probably spent them like, do you know this film? Yeah, he. They're they're already using it yeah. at the bank, saving millions, but they're still passing them over for the promotion. Yeah, I don't know if I just don't know how banks work, but that doesn't sound like how banks operate to me. Yeah, Uh, probably don't. Again, it's all like loose, kind of like vagueness to situations like the computing business and all this other stuff. It's kind of just statements that kind of just yeah, go with it and think. But in his head, he probably thought that was like masterful writing. Or maybe he wrote the script and was thinking it was so in depth, and then someone read it and went. Yeah, but like, what did Johnny and Lisa do for jobs? He's like, I don't know. Johnny works in the bank and Lisa works in a competitive computer business. Go with that. The story will tell it all. Oh, that kind of reminds me of obviously like when the um, Mark and Johnny are in the cafe and it kind of brings about like, we've got a new client day. And then what client? Like, I can't talk about it. By the way, how's your sex life? <laughs> it, it's that rich natural dialogue <laughs> that really just ties the film together, just... you know? <laughs> it's not how people speak. Well, no. <laughs> just, oh. I hate this movie. Me too. I hate it. I was really thinking I was going to be like three against one and I was going to have to put my side of why I hated this <laughs> film and you guys were just all going to love it and I don't know, I was just going to miss something completely that I didn't see at mm-hmm. all. So I'm really grateful. But it's like two on two, I feel like it's an even battle. Yeah. Me and Nathan, we have a thing called Letterboxd where we rate the movies and 
If you look at Nathan's, he has rated this movie half a star. Half a star with a but little he love heart. It. With a love heart, yeah. It's, it's like one of those things, it's like, can you rate it really high because of like how bad it is? Is it really funny? Or do you, like, is it a level of incompetence? This isn't a film, so I've got to rate it low, but yeah. I still love it because of how bad it is. It's such an anomaly, really, like with these kind of films. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like I rated this lower than Multiverse of Madness, and that was... Awful. Oh really? I don't know if you yeah. saw that. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Not a fan. And this no. is worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse. But no, I can see that from at least that again, that structure, that has good special effects and everything, yeah. yeah. From you and Nathan. Why you especially Nathan watched this twenty times and would you go back again, Paul, now that you've seen it and go in a year's time, yeah, I want to put the room on. No would. Yeah, I would come back to this film, obviously. And why? There's, there is a level of enjoyment to get out from just... Mostly, obviously, whenever Tommy's on the in, in frame on the camera. Like how it works. It's just like... Just like the scenes, like the... When he goes to get those flowers from the shop and it's like... Oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> yeah. Here's, that's me. Keep the, how much is it? $18. Keep the change. And it's like... What did like did, were they on the a timer for like how long they could be in the shop mm-hmm. or anything and just just things like that and there's obviously so many like memorable scenes like that and just the dialogue and just quotable stuff that that's what pe- keeps people coming back like I'm presuming like how like quotable it is in but I I must admit there's some there's some parts of it like where it does kind of drive for like when it's kind of like what's seemingly like nothing happening and it's like okay yeah just just move it on a little bit faster now and just get to more just hilarity of the dialogue and especially like those those long sex scenes where you can just like easily just go nip to the loo and get yourself a drink and it's still going by the time you get back it's like at least it's almost over but um yeah what about you nathan what's you you can stick to (laughs) keep watching it Oh yeah, the, yeah. there's another 20 viewings at least of this thing in my future, I know that. It's the, thing, the one thing we haven't really talked about with this film's like, reputation is how well this film plays with the crowd. Yeah, I can imagine. I haven't, I haven't experienced that, so I've got more knowledge of how that works. Highly, highly recommend seeing this film on the big screen with like other room fans it's so much fun there's like um several running jokes like things you're supposed to yell at the screen and whatever and everyone throws plastic spoons around in the cinema i keep meaning to look in the background like where there's those spoons are because there's like pictures of spoons on the wall but like i (laughs) didn't quite look like in in the far background like where those were but that's obviously the, the joke for that but yep right there's um yeah picture frames on their like table behind their couch that table that seems to move yeah. around the room depending on where the shot set up but they left the stock like stock image that the <laughs> came with the picture frame in it so there are just framed pictures of spoons in their apartment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hi- highly recommend seeing yeah. it like that or yeah getting if you can get like friends who haven't seen it before um yeah to watch it with you that's <laughs> it's such a fun like probably more fun for me than it is for them but yeah you would have a group of friends, Paul, that actually you can watch this again. And I don't need to. Oh yeah, no, yeah, but they, but they've, they've seen it, and we still get a, a kick out of it. Really, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, you had a ball last night. You were loving it. One of those kind of special pieces you know, that um, everyone can enjoy. Every word. Oh my god, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The ending. I mean, I've, I've got a whole section on that bit. So it, it kind of comes apparent that they're having an affair, 
Lisa's been with Mark and he's been doing that phone recording, which I don't really understand yeah. how it truly yeah. works back in the day. Like mm-hmm. you can't record anything like that. That's <laughs> being intelligent then actually thinking I don't really think I thought you meant when he'd recorded us when he had a video camera in the living room. That would make probably more sense. At least you could sort of get recording of sound of some description. Yeah. Not the link up that he was trying to do. He put a blank tape that he happened to already have in his jacket pocket <laughs> for some reason. Uh, he, he put that into his answering machine and then plugged the answering machine into the phone. No, it doesn't make sense. I kind of think, obviously he's gone off his rocker at this point, he's been cheated on, he, he, he wrecks his entire house, which I think is pointless because he has to clean it up, but clearly he doesn't in the end. But initially it's like, why make a mess when it's your house that you're wrecking and it's all your stuff? kind of feel sorry for Lisa at this point, even though she's been mm. sleeping around and had an affair, which is not the greatest thing to do in a relationship. It's a bit shitty. But then Donnie as a person, not saying it's condonable, but I can understand why she'd want to, like compared to Mark. Mm-hmm. And the relationship seems like mm. she actually does generally like Mark and she's just with Johnny for his money. Yeah. But in the end, I feel like she ends up with the worst draw of it all. So, obviously, Johnny's been a baby. He cries about it, and then he gets a gun out of God knows where he has this gun. Oh, it's a drug dealer's gun. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's definitely the same prop, yeah. Ah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's... I'm thinking he took it off the drug dealer when he kicked them off the roof. When he took him to jail. When he walked When he walked Chris R to jail. Yeah, because that's what he can do. <laughs> but, yeah, the gun is just kind of in this treasure chest thing he has on his... Dresser. And then he's on the floor thinking about possibly killing himself. And the red dresser of Lisa's is there, which looks like he's kind of thrust in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's just cringe worthy. Yeah. Like, hey, that scene. there's a that's level that. of respect of a person, and then it just goes way down for him. And yeah. I know it sounds awful. I kind of don't care that he dies. Like, I'm like, I'm quite happy when that happens. And I know I shouldn't say that. And it's such a horrible person to say, but I'm like, you made this film is crap. Mm. And your parts of being on the scene are pretty poor. Okay, yeah, I might be happy to see you kill yourself. Like, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. I have a thing of, I absolutely hate Adam oh. Sandler. So when he actually killed himself, I was quite all right with it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's fine. You put me through enough. Is a unique take on the end of Uncut Gems. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a unique person. <laughs> but Mark don't want to be with her because yeah. apparently it's her fault that Johnny killed himself. Well, it's not. Johnny it's killed himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the gun. He shot himself. It was his frame of mind. It wasn't Lisa's fault. She just didn't want to be with him. So it's like this kind of weird blackmail thing yeah. that he does, really, by killing himself, which is a bit selfish. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's looking at me like, oh, selfish. <laughs> Mark kind of takes it as a, even though I was sleeping with you, now my best friend's dead, this will not continue. Yeah, and it's like, and it's your fault, Lisa. And it's like, yeah, okay, she pushed herself on him, but he participated, he could have shoved her away. Yeah, multiple times he says, like, Johnny's my best friend and everything. It's like, yeah, clearly not, because still letting it happen, even though he's like... You're buying these messes. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's times where he's like, oh... With all the, the the lighting, the music, what's going on here? As if like he doesn't know what's occurring. It's like, dude, come on, taking his shirt off or whatever. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you must know by now. Yeah, <laughs> what's occurring? Well, yeah, what a line delivery because he genuinely sounds confused. 
Yeah. It's not a what are you doing? Like we shouldn't be doing this. It's a look. Like what? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. What scene is this? I mean, yeah. So this, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many bits you kind of flash to, and you just like you can just take mm. that bit, and you can always apply it to. I mean, I've seen plenty of like compilations on YouTube where you can just insert Tommy into a, a scene of, of of anything, and it would sort of make sense and how the line is delivered uh, in the context and it'd just be really funny just because of how it intertwines with that but almost end is endlessly quotable and it's just everyone's got their favorite bits so before we go to Gorin is there a particular line or scene that you you guys like the most the bit where the words happened to a black screen right at the end <laughs> I agree I was gonna say the ending when he dies oh, wow <laughs> No, I'm in and out for that bit. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm on the spot trying to think of, like, the best one. Yeah, you are. I mean, I, I guess the classic is uh, You're Tearing Me Apart, oh. Lisa. That's um, Tommy Wiseau doing his best James Dean. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Um, Literally, mm-hmm. like... It's the worst. It's literally... Uh, what the thing, um, for context, uh, my favourite movie of all time is Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, so it might um, right. pepper my, yeah. my opinions here. The fact that there's the sheer gall to just take a line of dialogue from, like, a classic James Dean movie and just kind of put it in a random place in the room, I think is so funny. With, like, none of, none of the context that, like, makes that, that line work or make any sense. I know, yeah. I'm just going to be James Dean. Is it over as well? Yeah, he just yells it. They're just talking, and then suddenly, it's, you're tearing me apart. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, just, just, yeah, just, just amp up the ante on that a little bit. It's like, okay, yeah, it's almost like I want to do this sort of cameo, like a, a nod to a film that I like, almost. But it's like, yeah, at least try and do it in a way that kind of flows. It's a nod to Rebel Without a Cause that feels like it's by someone who hasn't actually seen Rebel Without a Cause. Like it. <laughs> yeah. One last question. Mm-hmm. Does he actually speak like that? Is that his no, voice that, that's or is that him. put on? Yeah. Like, no, that's him. It's yeah. just him. what he's like. Wow. Is he married? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if I could hear that voice. <laughs> yeah. It would great on me. I don't know. I've, I've, I've met his best friend and his best friend doesn't seem to want to hang out with him that much. So. <laughs> Yeah, you ruined our chance to meet his best friend, Nathan. And then he just stopped talking to me. <laughs> it's your fault. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we asked uh, Greg Sestero to be on the show one time, and he was like, he said he would, and then he just didn't He just <laughs> didn't message me back again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this, this episode of, of your show is, is just another subtle plot. Yeah, just keep trying. Made a big Sestero to be my, my yeah, friend. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg, if you're listening, or when you, this episode comes out, just join these guys on their podcast, Midnight Screening. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with him not being on ours. <laughs> but obviously, if he's if he's listening to this and just like, yeah, thanks guys for talking about the film. And that, that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, bless you. Very maybe funny. Tommy listened as well. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if we get a response back from that. You never know with those two. Like, yeah. They, they'll respond to. Yeah. The most random of like tweets and requests and things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, Nathan just 
tweeted that he loved uh, Greg's newest film, and that that was the conversation starter. Yeah. Apparently, that's I I I tweeted just into the ether that Miracle Valley was a fun movie. Like, amazing, isn't it? How these things work. Yeah, I can just slip through the net, and then like, oh yeah, I'll reply to you. <laughs> yeah, as long as you just ask somebody on your your tweet, then you might be lucky and get a retweet and a like or even a comment. So, mm. Yeah. Okay, I think we'll go to the scoring now. So if you guys, being the guests, would like to give your separate scores or if you want to do a collective one, maybe. I don't think they do want to do a collective one. I really don't. I wouldn't say. (laughs) Yeah, separate. (laughs) You don't want to collectively, because it'll be too high from you. (laughs) The average ratio won't pan out well. Mm -hmm. So we do it from one being the lowest, ten Nathan being the highest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whoever wants to go first. I'll, I'll take it. Um, I'll give it. I'll. Oh no! no yeah, one. What a surprise! I'll be around the bush. Ah, uh, you see, you're really making me uh choose between my head and my heart here. You know. Well, to be fair, we are quite within our podcast. We are biased and we're somewhat critical. Yeah, yeah. But Paul did score the Pokemon movie quite highly, just for nostalgia oh. reasons. So. I, I did, but then I also gave a score for if it was being critical. So you can do that as well if you want. Yeah. yeah. Are we talking Detective Pikachu or the first movie? The, the very first oh. one, the um, the one that came in like like. I love that movie. Like ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah. whatever. The yeah, first, the first movie. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah, movie. That, that one. So that helps you, Nathan, with the score. You can give two different ones. So, so again, my my head score here. The the. Like, if I'm genuinely thinking about this as a piece of cinema, which is something apparently I'm supposed to care about because I'm, I'm online and talk about movies, uh, it's, it's a one. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a clear one out of ten movie. If we're talking about how much I enjoy this movie, this yeah. is a ten out of ten movie. So, can I cheat and call it a five? Yeah, no, you can. You can for, uh, I, I guess, because I, I would probably put that as a similar scoring as well. Don't jump ahead. But I, I'm going to probably put it a five overall. Just as a like, as a level of enjoyment, sure, but it's, it's still not a, a a great film. So I guess to balance it out, I would put it at five. So I'm surprised I am. But if you were doing it as a okay, I really enjoy this score. What would it be? If it was purely based on that, I think it would probably be an eight. But okay. but I'm gonna I'm gonna be fair. Because I, I think I did that with Roll 2 when we reviewed that, and that was kind of a low score, even though there's sort of level of enjoyment out of that. But so I'm going, it's going to be five. Ooh. Okay, do we all agree? It's crap. Yeah. And yours? You're gonna, now that you're going to jump on, guys. I agree. Yeah, it's a one. Like, if I could go lower, <laughs> I would. As a one was Super, Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I think Borat was a two, which actually now I could probably reevaluate that and make it worse, to be fair. But yeah, this one, I'm never going to watch it again. Ooh, I'm not. Classic. I've seen it. I don't want to see it again. I'm <laughs> going to just put it back into my little file. Like, um, yeah, and then it's just going to so go the, into so the couch. It's the you. That's the only reason they'll be forever there. It just wants to go in my trash can in my in my head, basically. Recycle bin. Yeah, recycle bin. So. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't want to see it. Actually, the disaster. Yeah, that's got more for it now. I hated that when I first watched it because I didn't get the context of it. 
But actually now I feel like that would be more enjoyable to watch. His standards are better. The filming, everything about it is just a better film. Yeah. And actually it kind of gives you the insight of how badly people were trapped and is more coherent. than the... see some of the, the goings on with it, but yeah. without seeing the whole film, yeah. And also the guy playing play Johnny is a little bit better looking than actually Tommy. James Franco, yeah. Yeah, he's more like a Johnny Depp vibe. I guess, yeah. When we were flicking through it yeah, last night, looking at how they like recreated some of the shots in that film at the very end as well, there's like a and the end credits like a comparison between like how they the, the 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 original room and then this retelling of how they made the room in this this storyline essentially, and it's like oh god, how actually really close they were in terms of getting the costumes, like the the background furniture yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's like it's crazy like how how close they got it it's almost like shot for shot essentially they did a really good job of portraying that which i'm kind of impressed by so there's a level of especially i've seen it almost back to back recently of, of that it's kind of like wow that's that's really impressive hmm. i have to give it a watch no definitely do it is uh, even i can say and i yeah uh, you know it's uh, initially watching it and with no content yeah. of the room itself it's a bit yeah, and, that, and that was a long time ago as well you saying i've grown and developed <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh there we go it's the room i've actually really enjoyed talking about it to be fair even though it's the most crappiest film in the world i've enjoyed talking about it so that makes me feel better <laughs> wasted <this. laughs> i feel like before we go i do need to publicly now apologize uh to you there sophie um for, for making you do this it's fine paul does it all the time you don't have to apologize to me he never does and he's made me watch worse films that have been longer i promise like when we watched back to the future i really enjoyed one and two then he had to just make me watch the third one and i was like why you've ruined it now i hate it and i don't want to watch the other two because we did like a weekend yeah. of it yeah and i was like Loved the first yeah. two and then went downhill. But this is why we do this, isn't it? To keep us on his toes. <laughs> exactly. My wife's trying to force me to watch Magic Mike and I'm I'm really pushing away from that. The new one all or the first them. one? Just, yeah, all of them. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got an idea yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she made me watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm like, this is oh, the trilogy. Awful. This is the worst thing ever. Why do you exist? <laughs> Seen it, so I can't even judge. But I don't think I'd want to, Paul. So you let off lightly. So. Yeah. But Magic Mike, you've got Channing yep. Tatum dancing. Why are you saying that to me? As if like that's an in- birthday special now. So if he gets to pick, I've <laughs> <laughs> got an idea in my head. The second one has Kevin Nash, who's a wrestler. I'm like, why are you in this movie? Just, oh. Stick with the first one, I think it's like normally the case with film, isn't it? First and second. Yeah. Third, no. Paul's face, like, why did he say that? Now she's gonna put that in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, where can people find you if they want to listen to your show on the on the socials? So yeah, so we. Um... Me and Ty were both on a show called Midnight Screening. Uh, there's usually three of us. Josh. Uh, we didn't put you guys through the torture of having... Yeah, he is. I'm saying Josh is the problem. All three of the Midnight Screening boys on at once. 
I'm not saying jockey's <laughs> the problem. I'm saying oh, it? The, the three of us together a, is an issue. Three's a crowd. <laughs> Two's great. So if, three's a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like, uh, if you like this show and, and stuff like this, but uh, if you've ever listened to something like SB Film Viewers and thought, oh man, yeah. if only they didn't talk about the movie enough and just insulted each other for an hour, then then you can listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on platforms anyway. We're on Spotify and and things like that. You can find us on YouTube uh, if. You're one of the weird people that listens to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, we have that option. We're going to make fun of you for it, but we have that option. And yeah, on Twitter at ScreeningPod. Uh, I'm on Twitter at NeedingName if you want more of our nonsense. Yeah, thank you for you having us. Get yeah. Great stuff. So thank you once again for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> it's been really fun. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was. It was yeah. Time flew by and I did our love go on here. And I, I had I had companionship with it, which yeah, I thought thanks. I was gonna get bullied into thinking this film was gonna be better, but I'm, I'm happy with yeah. it. Me and Josh usually just gaslight Nathan into thinking some films are the best <laughs> films ever. Yeah, they they fully they've no, nah, I'm, I'm not I'm not getting into it. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get angry. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it there. Though. Thanks yeah. very much, guys. Hi, this is Paul. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. And if you'd like to check out some of our other episodes, you can do so over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. also like to shout out the patrons who support us with our show. And they are Mark from 100 Things We Learned From Film, Ben from Film Vloggers, our friend Jones at Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram, and Sophie's mum. And if you join our Patreon, you get a nice little shout-out, and you also get to vote once a month for a film for us both to watch and review. So to join our community for the low price of £1 or $1.50 a month, then head over to patreon.com forward slash spfilmviewers. You can also find us over on the social media platforms of Instagram, Twitter and TikTok under the handle sp underscore film viewers and lastly if you'd like to leave a five star review you can do so over on apple podcasts podchaser and wherever else to do the podcast scoring system thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time